everybody. Well, hi, friends. Well, from traditionally mucky Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, boy, howdy, have we got uh, something to talk about with this just wonderful HBO series. Uh, We're We're here. here. It's a show that follows three drag queens through uh, small town America, right? Yeah. And in the uh, fine tradition of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, or uh, or or Tu Wong Fu, for yeah. those of you who remember that far back, <laughs> indeed. And uh, and so, but it's a reality TV version of that. And uh, they, and they came to Utah. to Utah. Yeah. So we're going to talk <laughs> right. about that episode uh, and how how well the Mormons came off. Yeah, which I think just seemed like such a warm and welcoming community. Uh, hopefully you can hear the sarcasm in my voice but first dan we've got some stories to talk about don't we yes indeed some some things that happen in the world this is one from here in utah dan um down in provo having to do with a homeless man by the name of uh lewis charles aden zamora jr sure who was arrested uh, this last Tuesday night after he was caught on surveillance footage at the Provo uh, or one of the two uh, Provo temples. Uh, this was the, the downtown of the church Provo of one. Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. The downtown one in, which didn't in, used to be a temple. It used to just be a, a little, an, a little assembly hall. Thing yeah, that's true. It was, a, it, was a, it. it was a tabernacle. It was a yeah, Mormon tab- yeah. the thing with Mormon tabernacles, which they used to build a lot of here in Utah, they don't know what to do with them anymore. It's kind of a funny <laughs> thing. And so anyway, yeah, it was this really nice. It was actually a pretty cool uh, space for community events back in the day. Yeah. I went to a number of like just community concerts that were there. They would host mm-hmm. anything that was like, you know, it wasn't you know, body or whatever. Right. Um, but usually it was very Mormony because everyone yeah. down there is Mormon. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, nonetheless, they converted it to a temple after it burned down. And anyway, uh, Zamora was uh, cold and he, so he broke in to stay warm. Uh, yeah. That's the building he picked. Um, he broke it being winter. Yeah. It, it being really cold. And of course they're probably not being sufficient uh, homeless resources in Provo as there are not sufficient resources seemingly anywhere in this country. And, uh, well, yeah, he broke a stained glass window, reached through, opened the door from the inside and they're, they're kind of taking him at his word because they didn't find, there was no other damage and there was no, uh, other, um, there was nothing missing except one bottle of water apparently that he's that he admits to taking and he says he says it was cold and he did not want to be on the street well he is let me tell you the church is making sure they are pressing charges uh it is a third degree uh let's see criminal mischief charge oh my god um and he was already on probation so well back to prison for him, I'm sure. Well, it's uh, since just, this is obviously going to be a violation of um, probation, so it's such a bullshit. Like literally, 
the, the mandate from Jesus himself, whose name is in the title of their church. Is, yeah, I, I noticed that, yeah. You know, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, yeah. shelter the, the, you know, the people. It's, it's pretty much their main job right. as a quasi-Christian organization. <laughs> and boy, are they failing at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like, okay, if they want to build these, these like really ridiculous over-the-top temples, right? That's fine. Yeah. They've got the money to do it, right? Yeah. If, as you say and point out, where they're lacking, if they also actually, you know, followed what, like the instructions of Jesus, right? Yeah. If they actually were clothing the, 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 you know, the, the, the clothless and housing the homeless and whatnot, like, like, yes, they've got so much money, so much ridiculous money. They, they could as an organization, single-handedly solve the homelessness problem in the state of Utah. Yeah. Like, they, no, no question. They have so much money, they could solve homelessness in the world. You're probably right. You're actually, I th- no, you are right. I think I, think they, I they saw that as a, as a figure. Like, like somebody came up with a figure for how much it would cost to solve homelessness n- worldwide and it was less than a hundred billion dollars. It was like fifty billion dollars or something. Yeah, they could then. It was enough that like literally the church could become the Mormons could become the church that ended homelessness worldwide. Yeah. If they wanted to. That would be can you imagine the PR? Oh my God. People would be like, no, wait a second. Who are these people? Maybe I had would, them they, wrong. Maybe I had the Mormons right? wrong. Yeah. Right? But instead, yeah. they are the they are the church that uh, that makes sure that everyone is punished properly. Yeah, for uh, for for warming up. Yeah, I mean this is it's yeah it's it's disgusting to me. Yeah. Um, like okay, it is it is breaking and entering, and there was property damage. They could easily argue for a less less of a penalty or yeah. Decide to not press press charges. charges. Yeah, exactly. Just understand that someone was cold. Yeah. And like, maybe, maybe, you know what? Build a building and put put some warmth in there. Bottles of water. No kidding. Anyway. That's not, from their perspective, it would not be that much money. No, it would be a drop in the bucket. They wouldn't even notice. That, That is less than a rounding error in that church. Yeah. Not that they would ever make a rounding error. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to take us to South Dakota where uh, uh, the legislature is, you know, the state legislature has, has taken, uh, you know, they, you know, they're, they're starting their uh, session mm-hmm. or whatever. And apparently a couple of uh, Republican lawmakers decided to take it into their hands to to uh, make sure that it was properly Jesused up before they, before they they started their session, uh, okay. they went in and stained. They 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 anointed oh, no. several of the chairs in the Capitol building in the in in the uh, you know the the meeting room. What do you mm-hmm. call it? The ch- uh, the, legis- the 
in the legislature in oh i guess the this chambers? was just in a cap in a capital meeting room okay uh, and they anointed them with oil marked them with little crosses of oil oh god now i don't know if you know this but furniture doesn't always respond well to oil oh no that's not always a great thing for furniture <laughs> so uh so yeah it apparently took 3 hours it took multiple workers 3 hours to uh to clean the chairs up oh after God. they got they got oiled which of course led to they got a big defiled. thing yeah they got it was it was it was a uh, vandalism yeah uh anyway uh this has led to a, a new policy where uh they basically do not all the, the legislature <laughs> you you're not allowed to uh you here's what it is you can't jesus up the place you have to call maintenance and have them do the jesusing for you <laughs> if you want the chairs anointed have the staff do yeah, it yeah they're probably not going to anoint chairs they'll draw the line there but if you want like you uh, literally the example given is that if you want a cross hung in your uh, office, which probably shouldn't be allowed, but uh, it is, then have maintenance come in and pound the nail in because they know what they're doing and you don't, you oh stupid God. Christian idiot. <laughs> well, you just don't want holes everywhere, everywhere in the walls, right? Like, that makes yeah. sense. That's a great policy. <laughs> There's that policy should exist outside of trying to figure out what to do with the Christian crosses. Yeah. And how they Well, I mean, I'm sure that it applies basically now across the board. If you're mm -hmm. going to touch the people's building or the people's chair, like you don't own those chairs. The people of South Dakota paid for all of that. Yeah. Have a little respect. Uh, they were. Damn. But of course, that none was of so this much is respect. About, oh, right. Uh, that's none of this is about, uh, uh, you know, the impropriety of injecting your christianity into right uh politics it's yeah but we hmm. do that all right well dan um yeah. i have a little story coming out of richmond virginia dealing with a restaurant there that um recently took a reservation mm. from, from a group called uh the family foundation and uh, red flags just went off in my head so fast when you said, oh, yeah, that. well, <laughs> after they accepted the, the reservation, uh, they canceled. Somebody decided to cancel it oh. um, because it's a the family foundation is a nonprofit that uses, you know, the Bible to uh, justify denying women and gay people, uh, you know, their civil rights or at least trying sure. advocating for that, at least. Um, like you do. So, you know, a good Christian hate group. That's right. That's what they are. And so the, the folk, the good folks at Metzger bar and butchery, uh, canceled it. And, uh, nice. they, uh, wrote in an Instagram post. Uh, they sort of described the group like, like I just did. And, um, and they say, we have always refused service to anyone for making our staff feel uncomfortable or unsafe. And this is, and this was the driving force behind our decision. All of our staff are people with rights who deserve dignity and a safe work environment. Um, wow. 
And uh, they go on and they have a little donation that they're going to be giving to an LGBTQ plus advocacy group, Equality Virginia. And well, the Family Foundation, of course, took offense and uh, they posted uh, onto their group blog. Let's see. We've been canceled again. (laughs) Um, And this is what they had to say. Let's just. Let's just stay calm. Well, I read what they have to say. Um, oh, okay. Wow. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> let's, let's all find it within ourselves to just. To hear them to out. Just, to just somehow get through it. Okay. Okay. Um, welcome to the 21st century, they say, where people who likely consider themselves progressives attempt to recreate an environment from the 1950s and early 60s when people were denied food service due to their race. Thankfully, <laughs> in 1960, 34 brave Virginia Union University students held a peaceful lunch counter sit-in at Talamer's department store in Richmond to demand service at a whites-only counter. Mm. Uh, let's see. They, de- they decried the, the, quote, double standard of the left where some believe Jack Phillips, that's the owner of the Colorado bakery in the middle mm. of the, in the masterpiece cake shop case, right. uh, must be forced to create a wedding cake as part of the celebration of a same sex ceremony. But any business should be able to deny basic goods and services to those who hold biblical values around marriage. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. You know, it's very funny to me. I, I do I do think that there's a problem probably with mm-hmm. this uh with with this restaurant like I think that they have a point if we're going if we're going to say you know these these cake shop owners can't turn away business because of because somebody's gay mm-hmm. I think you might have a point you might as a restaurant you might not be able you sh- maybe you shouldn't be able to turn away business because you know the group themselves is hateful and you have to wait until they actually say something hateful to your, uh, like your staff before you can actually get rid of them. I don't know. What do you think? Well, um, the article that I, that I, um, am using for this, right. Um, mm. points out that, well, the, the Washington post spoke to a professor at the university of Texas by the name of Elizabeth Sepper, who says that, um, the restaurant's decision wasn't based on the family foundation's Christian religion. Right. right. So it's, they're not discriminating against religion. It was based no, on the group's not. specific human rights positions. So yes, it is illegal to discriminate based on religion alone. But in this case, it's about the overall positions and policies the group has taken. So as far as okay. like legal standing, legal position, it's very like, it's very, arguably different right but well and and i do kind of hear what you're saying which is i have concern about businesses starting to become so politicized in the culture war right and being brought into the culture wars over over yeah we're going to be getting a lot of emails about this one i can tell yeah probably um but nonetheless and and, you know you know part of the the person what uh the person that you just quoted now has me thinking a little differently is that, yeah, like ideologies, 
political ideologies that are that are sort of hateful or mm -hmm. whatever, that's not protected. Right. The way LGBTQ, you know, orientation, all of that stuff is protected mm -hmm. for good reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm now thinking that I'm wrong and that they should be able to turn them away because they. I would want a restaurant to be able to turn away a Nazi group. Absolutely. And I don't see oh, totally. how that's any different. Right. No. And and I think that's that's the whole point of this, right, is that there right. is something very, very different. I don't trust people like the Family Foundation and all the people who agree with them and are on their political side to even remotely start to understand that difference while they might be completely wrong and while they might be um on have absolutely no legal standing and just basic morality and decency and understanding privilege and and um, so forth and so on right understanding the differences yeah. between these issues i just because of all of that i still don't think that this should be something that is weaponized too much I think that yeah. yes, this made this one really made sense because this is a really nasty, hateful group, right? Right. Um, they are a hate group, and I think they should have been denied service. But boy, it just—you know that they're going to be out there just testing and baiting, right? Yeah. They're going to like, like they need to like. There are plenty of restaurants owned by Christian bigots, right? Yeah. But those are, they're not, yeah, they'll go to those, but they're going to make sure that they're, that they continue to just like get well, canceled so this, that they can make hay out of it. Yeah. This played right into their hands. This is exactly, exactly the kind of thing that they want to have happen so that they can, so that they can cry uh, persecution yeah. so that they can continue their narrative of uh, look at how the left hates Mm -hmm. Christianity and whatever. And that's, that's, that's exactly what they want. Like, how can we beat them? Like, how do you take this scenario and don't feed into it? Right. Like, could you, Oh, I don't know. Like I mean, maybe take the reservation and just somehow make it once they're there. So uncomfortable for them because of how accepting and how, you are of your staff, not necessarily of them and their stance, right? But like how wonderful and uh, of an environment for people with differences to to be there. Right. Right. Which is totally counter yeah, to what these people stand for. Right. Right. Like they would I, hate I think it. You're absolutely right. The smarter the smarter tack here is not is, is to keep the reservation but change but change the name of every menu item yeah. that you have to something gay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Make them so Just, uncomfortable and make them walk out. Right. Yeah. Make it and and then and then you have the upper hand in the PR wars. Right. Like I I you know, make them have to order the I love gay people, you know. <laughs> right. Chicken Caesar salad, right? right? And if you, they just order, I'll have the chicken Caesar salad. I'm sorry, which one? Like have two, have two chicken Caesar salads. <laughs> right. So they have to say, um, yes, I agree with the idea of uh, gender neutral bathrooms, chicken Caesar salad. Right, right. Or I love gay people. I'll have chicken the, Caesar we're queer, we're here, we're queer, give me a beer. <laughs> like torture them, 
take the opportunity. Yeah. But but I also, if your organization does not want to do that, yeah, send them packing. But I do like the idea of let's be a little more strategic about it if we can think of ways to do that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I look, we're going to be talking about, you know, sort of drag as as a as a cultural flashpoint uh, later in the show. But I'm going to provide us with a few points of context for that right now, because I've came across so many stories just this week uh, about about people hating on drag and 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 pursuing the right is definitely pursuing this idea that drag shows are somehow grooming kids to be queer and and uh, and queerness is somehow grooming kids to be pedophiles or or to be uh assaulted by pedophiles it's a whole bunch of nonsense and really uh it's 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 getting very scary out there so in florida over the over the last weekend um a bunch of uh people from a group called nat nat sock florida which presumably stands for national socialism florida which is not socialism that's nazism for anyone who didn't catch it um (laughs) They came out to uh, to gather outside a celebration of the arts event in Lakeland, Florida, um, to protest a drag show. Um, so that's cute and fun. <laughs> um, they had Nazi flags and signs that read things like "Drag queens are pedophiles with AIDS." Oh Jesus! Um, they were photographed giving a Nazi salute. So that's all cute. <clears throat> another another episode in Columbus, Ohio, where a bunch of right wing groups uh, just showed up at, at a Unitarian Universalist church um, where there was just going to be a drag story hour. It was just a drag queen reading in a fun way to the kids, as right. we've always talked about. Right. And they showed up with uh, the Proud Boys showed up and uh, a group called Patriot Front which is a white nationalist group. Um, and, you know, they had White Lives Matter was a group that showed up. They gave Nazi salutes. They waved Jesus. Christian flags just to be absolutely clear that they don't want themselves extricated from their religion. They don't want this to seem separate. This is right. literally hand in hand, part and parcel with their religion. Right. Um, and I just got to say, like, Oh, oh, and the other one was in uh, North Carolina where, you know, there was there was some outrage about some drag show that was going to be happening. And it was and coincidentally, so so like, you know, there were protests planned and all this stuff. These ones, uh, you know, the the drag show that I just the 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 story hour was canceled because it was just too dangerous. Literally, you know, when people are showing up with guns. Yeah. It, you don't feel safe taking your kids to hear a damn story. Um, and and in North Carolina, they uh, the the people putting on the drag show decided to persist, bravely pu- like pushed forward with it. Uh, and suddenly the power went out to the whole county. Oh, this yeah. Now yeah. Now the the police have not uh, established a link between the two events. But we do know that the reason that the power went out to the county was that someone went and literally shot with a gun yeah. the power transformers in multiple places. Yeah. 
they literally left the entire county with like tens of thousands of people were without power for days because of this. Because that's so, be, that's better than uh, children being read to. Well, in this case, better than adults performing for other adults. Oh, this one. Oh, that's right. That was. Yeah. So <laughs> this, this is the level of hysteria that uh, that the the far right assholes are whipping their their uh, their followers into. They are literally like terror terrifying them so much that they are that they are now out in force with frequently with guns They're, these are terrorist organizations make no mistake about it absolutely all of these organizations proud boys proud boys are literally i mean you know so many of them have been convicted of basically a terrorist thing it should be terrorism i don't know why nobody's been charged you know the oath keepers which is kind of a a little sister organization to the proud boys <laughs> have been uh, have been convicted of seditious conspiracy right um and yet these groups seem to be on the rise and they are targeting the lgbtq people among us so it's, uh, really, it's terrifying protect protect your uh your your queer people yeah out there keep friends. them close i just listen to any story about nazis on the rise and i'm just like they want, they clearly watched different movies from me as a child, right? Like, <laughs> were they rooting against Indiana Jones? Like what? Right. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. I, you know, when I was choosing the audio to play for, for later in the show, I, I had to get past again, you know, we, we could have Kanye and, and Nick Fuentes over and over and sure. over again. Yeah. Talking about, you know, Fuentes talking about how, Kids, you know, they see these Nazis and they just, it just looks cool. No, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. what? No, it doesn't. What could, what, what, what looks cool? <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, back here to our neck of the woods, this time down along the uh, Utah, Arizona border. Uh, anybody familiar with the area knows that's never a good thing uh, because that's, <laughs> that's where the polygamists like to hang out uh, down in Colorado city. Uh, well, uh, Arizona uh, took care of some business uh, this last uh, week. Um, or actually, yeah, it's sort of an ongoing story. Like it's been, people have been being arrested and whatnot since it sounds like back in August, really. Oh. Um, but um, but now like a lot of the story is starting to come out about one Mr. Uh, Samuel Bateman uh, who... Uh, proclaimed himself a prophet in 2019 and an offshoot group of the, um, I was going to say the federated church of Jesus Christ, the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We, you know, he was at one time, one of the, the, the most trusted followers of Warren Jeffs that name doesn't yeah. mean anything to you. Um, he's the prophet seer and revelator of the FLDS uh, and his serving time. And just a peach of a guy. Oh, yeah. Um, polygamist, raped kids, um, what have you. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's in prison. Uh, but, uh, and Sam, uh, let's see. What was his name? Yeah, Samuel Bateman. Um, he, uh, 
he's going to be maybe not joining him in person, but definitely in spirit in prison. <laughs> um, he, the charges against this man um, deserve a massive trigger warning. Skip ahead five minutes, people, if you need to. Um, he, uh, let's see. Uh, how, how much of this do I even want to really talk about? The, uh, I guess he was, okay, so he was, let's just get how he was first arrested. Um, someone spot, someone on the highway spotted small fingers in the gap of a trailer he was hollow, uh, hauling through Flagstaff. When police pulled him over, they found three girls between 11 and 14 in a makeshift room in the unventilated trailer, sticking oh. their fingers out of cracks. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Just trying trying to signal for help. Or trying to keep gaps open so they could breathe. I mean, Jesus. Um, he, uh, let's see, back before he declared himself a, uh, a prophet, he tried to take his only daughter as a wife, um, but Ooh. the daughter told her mother about his plan, and uh, they they both escaped and got a restraining order against Bateman. Um, the, the mother was Bateman's only wife at the time, and after that, he was like, well, time to get going. Let's collect up some wives. Uh, I think yeah, that, was, that was actually careless of him. <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, he should have planned better. Yeah, but his his sister, Alice Barlow, uh, she she defends him. She says that the community is supportive, children are happy, and wives consider each other sisters. Uh, she said that her brother is a sweet, gentle spirit uh, who teaches that forgiveness and repentance are within reach. Uh, what they're trying to do is annihilate a religion, she told the media. Oh, um, yeah. Samuel is a prophet and a savior in this world. He hasn't done, Ooh. he hasn't done wrong. They've got to realize that God will defend his prophet. Okay. Let's okay. Let's see it. Yeah. <laughs> let's see God. Whip, defend it out. His whip, prophet. whip out your God who would defend <laughs> these behaviors. Cause, uh, and, uh, and, and let's see how yeah. that looks. Didn't work for Warren Jeffs. Didn't work for any number of other, uh, of these polygamists who've sadly way too small of a number of these polygamists who've actually been brought to justice. Um, but yeah, this is the next, uh, big, uh, polygamy story. Um, it's starting to unfold now and it is disgusting. Yeah. Not great. And, uh, you know, but, and here's, here's the deal, uh, that I, I truly sincerely believe a, a more, um, accurate um version of mormonism <laughs> you know as I practiced mean, by brigham deny. young right and joseph smith yeah. uh then you know what what you would see the the mainstream church doing today so yeah. you know um if, if you it, you're right that to point out that this is not how the the church that you and i grow up in no uh do business no now Right, but it is a it is how they used to do business, yeah. And uh, it's yeah, the, this guy might be the proper heir to Brigham and <laughs> Joseph's throne. I think that's worth pointing out, you know, especially in a city where you know we have a, a statue of Brigham Young downtown. Um, yeah, it used to be on public property. Now, I guess it is technically over on church property, isn't it? 
Or no, actually, I think it is still on public property. It's just sort of. Oh. Um, yeah, that's kind a little of, tricky. I'm not sure. Because I know. I think you can get away with more sort of free speech stuff right in the immediate vicinity of the Brigham Young statue. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, I might be wrong. I'd yeah. love to know if somebody knows. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you go. Mormonism has uh, that's it has a dark side that is just to the south. <laughs> I'm going to close this off with a lovely Christmas message. Mm. Uh, it is, it, you know, tis the season. There's a and and you know, lots of people are are lighting their trees and 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 putting a a manger somewhere in their in their decorative world. <laughs> And no different uh, is the Pope. Oh. St. Peter's Square is now lit up with a, a beautiful, huge spruce. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, lit top to toe, of course. Yeah. Uh, and uh, literally, the, the Pope has a lovely message to go with it. Oh, let's which is, all. Uh, he said, if we truly seek to celebrate Christmas, we rediscover through the nativity scene because there's also a little nativity scene. There's a tree and then there's a little nativity mm, scene. Mm, uh, we rediscover through the nativity scene the shock and surprise of the smallness. The smallness of God who <laughs> makes himself small, who isn't born in the pomp of appearance, but in the poverty of a manger. Well, okay there, Popey. <laughs> That's great. Surrounded but by I was palaces. Just, <laughs> oh wait! Yeah, I was literally just in Rome, in St. Peter's Square, at St. Peter's Basilica, and um, it ain't small. <laughs> the uh, the smallness. You guys have, may have missed that message in previous uh in in previous years because, whoo doggy, it is like the you know with the exception of the Vatican museums, which are em embarrassingly bad uh, <laughs> yeah the uh the the saint paul's like the basilica the square the, the, that's called opulence that's called conspicuous opulence how dare you dan uh i've seen the nativity that you are describing and it mm -hmm. is it is not large no it's not it, it itself <laughs> it, is not that fancy <laughs> That it's yeah, it's, it's not, it even pales by comparison to the shitty thing that the Mormons used to do on Temple Square every year. But it's the message that's important here, Frank. <laughs> and that message is we as a church are about as far from Jesus as you can possibly get. And we built these buildings don't see it. to make you feel small. You walk, <laughs> you, you walk into St. Peter's, that, that building makes you feel small. It right? is. It is enormous. <laughs> I've seen lots and lots of like Catholic Catholic cathedrals, basilicas that, you know, what have mm -hmm. you. St. Peter's is huge. It's it's shocking. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like it's like you look up and you're like I mean there could be a weather system in there, you know, right? Like <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> there are there are so many like clouds form in the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god 
It's uh, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, if you have anything you'd like to say about the smallness of the Christian God, I can't imagine why any of our listeners would think would agree with the Pope that the Christian God is very small. Uh, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank. Damn. The the United States Congress, uh, and that's, that's this United States, the one that we're in. Uh, just passed uh, a bill to to make sure that gay marriages uh, stay legal, regardless of what a rogue S- Supreme Court decides they end up wanting to do. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. That's really great. It feels good. Um, if as as a as a married gay, um, yeah. It uh yes, it feels it feels like um. Well, it's what I always, I was always happy that the Supreme Court had made their decision, right? Yeah. But a little bothered that we couldn't get there legislatively, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and we got there legislatively, and it and the, which the, is great. And there's these religious concessions that were made, right? That yeah. really are f- best I can tell for nothing. Um. And uh, yeah, so you say it's for nothing, but I'll tell you what, Representative Vicki Joe Hartzler Uh-oh. of Missouri's fourth con- congressional district did not think it was nothing. Oh, geez. Okay. She uh, she very famously uh, took to the House floor to uh, passionately defend religion and to talk about how awful it was that you know religion wasn't going to get to be a little bit more bigoted to how you know there's a shrinking amount of bigotry that's being allowed in this country and it's not acceptable (laughs) okay um she literally started crying on the floor of the house about it which is amazing uh and but what's more amazing is that uh one of the responses uh to this outburst of hers was her own gay nephew who took to to TikTok oh boy to uh to talk about Aunt Vicky. <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd just play what uh what he put out there. Today, a United States Congresswoman, my Aunt Vicky, started crying because gay people like me can get married. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. I yield back. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Let's be clear. Obergefell is not in danger, but people and institutions of faith are. Aunt Vicky, that's not right. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. They're being empowered by the US government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions, but they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications, submit to our ideology or be silenced. 
It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just gonna have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. Oh, <laughs> oh Aunt Vicky. Aunt Vicky. It's not that hard, Aunt Vicky. I think someone here needs to run against Aunt Vicky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that like, be great? It would be amazing. <laughs> Her nephew gets up and just like, just gaze up the whole, the whole election. Just, it's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, Vote out Aunt Vicky. He, he seems cute. Yeah. Anyway. Aunt Vicky seems, uh, she seems like a peach. Yeah. I, and by the way. If everyone doesn't start calling her Aunt Vicky from now on, I I will be very disappointed. If if people continue to call her Representative Hartzler instead of Aunt Vicky, I am going to be very upset. That's funny. Anyway, uh, we had some folks uh, communicate with us, or at least uh, I thought I thought we'd read this one. This is from Alexandra, who wrote in to say, "Hey, Frank and Dan." Uh, this is, you, you'll recall that we talked about, uh, Lyft and Uber drivers sharing their, their Jesus, uh, preachings. Oh with yeah. Their captive audience. Oh golly. Uh, in the car. <laughs> Alexandra says, oh, and by the way, she's going to be making some references that you may not ref recognize. You'll recall that last week I, I quoted from one of my favorite movies, the, the court jester. If something sounds like you don't understand what she's saying. It's probably just a, a little, a little nod to, uh, to a mutual love of a film. So that's that. Um, uh, Alexandra says, I absolutely agree that preaching at your Lyft or Uber rider is absolutely horrific. And I'd rather marry Griswold than be forced to sit through that. But it goes the other way too. I spent a few years driving for Lyft and Uber to supplement my income, and eventually, as my only income for a few months, I often had passengers try to talk to, to me about religion, and I felt I couldn't ask them to stop for fear of a low rating that could jeopardize my income. Sure, yeah. drivers can rate a passenger low as well, but losing the convenience to ride in a Lyft or Uber is nowhere near as bad as losing your source of income. Yeah. So I would grin and bear it, and then rate them low enough to never get them as a passenger again. Not surprisingly, the ones who were always trying to talk religion were never the tipping kind. <laughs> yeah, that's surprise, definitely surprise. not surprising. Oh, my God. I, why are they such cheapskates? Literally, giving was the whole message. Okay, I won't get into it. Uh, uh, in other jobs, I have faced preaching, too, she says. Like when I was an overnight manager at a grocery store... There was a delivery driver who had to be in his 80s that would give me a religious tract and invited me to his church every time he saw me. Plus, he was always extremely con condescending and sexist to me. Well, oh, there's another geez. shock. Yeah. A Christian who's sexist and condescending? Impossible! Uh, yeah, she goes on. I, I think that this is a great point about, uh, 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 about being captive in your job. Uh, because that's another place where Christians feel totally free yeah. to just assault you with their religion 
and they know you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's sick. They know yeah. that if you tell them off or whatever, you could get fired. So that sucks. That sucks. I mean, I wish I knew what to tell our Lyft and Uber drivers who are in that scenario. I don't know what to do other than to uh, play your music louder or something. Yeah, that's a, that is a tough one, isn't it? Change the subject yeah. somehow? Yeah. Have a, take a hard, hard right, both in the car and in the subject matter. <laughs> Jar them physically and then change it. Oh, I'm so sorry. There was a pothole. I'm so sorry about that. Hey, did you know that this building over here was built by blah, blah, blah? <laughs> make something up. Just make it up. Just tell them fake facts. There you to go. To get them away from talking about Jeebus. You, yeah. You, you got to do whatever you can here. It's, but, it's your own but, sanity. Yeah. But it's absolutely true that like, yeah, if your income depends on it, yeah, that's you're going to let them talk probably because yeah, the last thing you want is those rating. It's not like the algorithm cares why they rated you a, a you know, a one star right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not unlike our position where people literally come to our, you know, they, they Google or they, you know, they search atheism or atheist in their podcast, you know, player just to give us a one-star review. Yeah. I think that's great. What a fun thing for them to do. <laughs> so, uh, always good if you are, uh, listening on a, on something that has a review that's reviewable to throw us five stars look even if you think we're a three-star show chuck us five stars just to counter the one-star reviews that aren't fair absolutely be unfair in the other direction it's fine <laughs> nobody no god will be mad at you for lying that we're better than than we actually are <laughs> jesus all right well we had some folks uh we have some folks to thank we do dan uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna start us off um Thanks so much to Matthew, who is now a uh, a deacon on over on PayPal. Um, Susan, who is a also a deacon now on PayPal. Thanks to uh, Elka for a, a one-time donation. We'll we'll call you a deacon as well. And thanks to Peggy, who is now a teacher. Nice. You guys are all. Uh, these are the magic powers that we're to, that we're bestowing on you. As uh, former magic power holders ourselves, that ours is the official magic powers from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. But uh, but we we can bestow like whatever level of magic we want to. Oh, absolutely! So that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, uh, and you've got some somebody to thank. We do indeed, Dan. We have two new patrons over on Patreon. Uh, we've got uh, two new priests, actually. Um, mm. We have Heather and Squirrels. So thank you so I, much to the both of what? you. Hmm? Small woodland donors are my favorite <laughs> uh, donors. Little little critters are, are delightful. So that's great. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much. If you would like to join these fine people in uh, in helping us keep this show running, helping the lug nuts not fall off of, of the show, uh, please feel free to go to our uh, website, thankgodimatheist.com. Click on the support us tab. Go to either you know the the PayPal or the uh, the Patreon, 
If you're on Patreon, there are some extra things. There's the Frank and Dan diary that you can get at a certain level um, that's available to you. So, uh, and, and we are so, 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 so appreciative of all of our donors. And if, as always, Dan, there's our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis! Well, Frank, Damn. Uh, we meant to say it at the beginning of the show, uh, you're under the weather, Frank. I'm oh so sorry. Oh, my God. Am I? So uh, if we're not quite uh, at our tip-top peak performance levels, uh, b- blame virus in Frank's body. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and sorry if you happen to hear a, a, a lozenge clicking around on my teeth at some point. <laughs> During the show. No lozenge clicking. Oh my God. It's, Be a professional. God damn it. Oh, I'm trying Dan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've been down for the count for days now. So, but anyway, yeah, it's been rough. Yeah, it's been rough. Um, I, so I, here's the thing. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. The drag queen thing is befuddling Americans across our, <laughs> our nation. I'm befuddled. Um, Men walking around in glorious dresses with immaculate hairstyles and makeup, just wildly creative fashion. Yeah. Makeup. Yeah. Uh, It is. It is. You would think it was the end of days with the way people are responding, (laughs) which is what I find befuddling. I I don't get the reaction. It's right. It's wild. It's a it's a style of performance. It's a kind of performance. And also, literally, no one's making you watch it. Yeah. You can just go away (laughs) and and you'll be fine. Uh, But as as we've talked about, that's that's a bit of a straw person uh, argument because what they're actually saying is that these people are grooming the kids and blah, 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 blah. So obviously... uh, You know, so HBO, in an attempt, I think... To capitalize on this, uh, on 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 this hatred, has created a show called "We're Here," yeah, which uh, basically takes three drag queens, um, relatively famous drag queens who have been on RuPaul's Drag Race and everything. Uh, the, those queens are uh, Eureka O'Hara, Shangela, and Bob the Drag Queen. Hmm. Which, by the way. Bob the drag queen just wins as a drag name. There's just nothing you can do about it. Although I came up with a funny drag name uh, just last night. Oh, really? I, if, if I were to go into drag, you know, I'm a little older. I'm a little old for drag. Hmm. I've done it, but you know, whatever. Ant acid. Would be my, <laughs> my drag name. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, these that shouldn't make me laugh queens. so hard, but I would. I want to see. I want to see the getup. I want to see. Right. How do you like? Do you like use tums? You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you gotta as, go. As, you gotta go psychedelic yeah. because of acid. You gotta go auntie. You gotta figure out a way to to incorporate that, and then you gotta do like a, like you know, you gotta get a tum thing in there somewhere. Well, so so you're an auntie, right? <laughs> So you use the, a right. roll of tums as curlers, 
Right. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, something like that. And everything's in Pepto pink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, these three drag queens are are sent into small towns that have like, look, every small town has LGBTQ people in it. Yes. Uh, but they don't all feel empowered to be themselves or they and they frequently don't feel empowered. Um, and the whole point of this show is that these three drag queens go in. They are larger than life. Yeah, they are larger than the minds of the small town people. <laughs> right. And they just give a little bit of empowerment. They and and they recruit uh sort of LGBTQ people from this small community to do a drag show with them. Yeah. They don't have to be drag queens themselves. They just have to be you know, it's it's it is just a a moment of over the top empowerment mm -hmm. is what it's meant to be. Yeah. And uh and in they came this you know, in the most recent episode uh, to St. George, Utah, which is the <sighs> sort of, I, I, what is it? It's a small it's, city, a big town. I don't well, know what it is. It's the biggest thing for quite some, some distance, right? Indeed. Like it's, it's out in the middle of nowhere and it's where, yeah, it's where you're going to find, I don't know. Do they have a Costco? But like, that's what they do. I do. Okay. So like I frequently fuel up at the Costco there when I'm on my way <laughs> oh, to better places. Okay. All right. Um, but it is, yeah, it's a old Mormon outpost. Yeah. That has grown. It's one of the, you know, it's a very f quickly growing area. They're adding a lot of people. Um, it's true. And it's just horrid. <laughs> I, it, uh, I don't want to shit a on lot St. Of, George. A lot of snowbirds from uh, from Salt Lake City go and have a, mm -hmm. a, a winter home down there because mm -hmm. it's intolerable in the summer. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the thing about St. George. Uh, it's it, small town mentality, growing uh, city vibe. It is, uh, they, they're going to they're gonna bump into some problems and the LGBTQ community is one of the problems that they are uh, contending with. So it seems like a, a natural place for HBO to send, uh, to send their drag squad uh, mm -hmm. in. And in they went, you know, there was also recently a, a, a production of Rent that was canceled mm. uh, because it was too gay for them or whatever. I, I mean, didn't... honestly, Rent, how far behind the time? What do you, yeah, it just, it just feels like, come on, we're well past Rent. Cancel <laughs> Avenue Q. Can, I don't know, whatever. Anyway. Um, so in they go, they, and you know, this is HBO. They're going to do everything correctly by the book straight down the line. So they got permits to do their drag show in a public space in, mm -hmm. in the big public square. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and you know, they had it all lined up. Everything was ready to go. And then they hear, they find, and here's the other thing. These guys, these drag queens go into this town and are greeted with nothing but friendliness. Um, right. Smiles all around. One of them actually deigned to poke her head. This was probably a very bad idea. Poke her head into the visitor center at the St. George Mormon Temple. Yeah. Uh, where she was, uh, she was invited in. Yeah. And then uh and the then the camera doesn't almost, follow but like she's mic'd so you can hear what's going on. Right. Right. 
And, yeah. and and then she they they threaten her with like a 30 minute instructional video on on who the Mormons are to which she was like, no, thank you. And scurried out as quickly as she could and was like, oh, my God, girl, you do not know what just happened to me. It was a, it was a very funny uh, uh, little moment where she she looked like she had seen a ghost. She looked like the devil had tried to tempt her in that moment. But the point is, nobody chased her out. No, they, no, they, not they at were all. just she like, was, oh, of course, let's show you. Let's have a conversation about God and Jesus and let's show right. you a little film. And she's decked out head to toe. Right. And oh, in an elaborate, in ridiculous, ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so the thing, the thing that they learned uh, when they were there is that they did, you know, they, I just don't think they were prepared for how passive Mormon Mormon aggression is, because uh, <laughs> it's, it's the, the aggression's there, but it ain't to your face. Not at uh, all. So after be after all of these cheerful people, like being all sweet and kind to them to their faces, mm-hmm. the city council in the background, led by a very a young member of city council, a young woman. Uh, they were working to pull their permits to try and get rid of their permits. So much so that they demanded that the city manager uh, pull the permits, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Right. This is a guy named Adam Lenhart, Leonard or Lenhard, who very appropriately knew that, like, there would they would just be exposing themselves to big lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And you know, frankly, HBO's got lawyers. Right. So, uh, and and that's just free publicity for HBO. Like suing the city of St. George and burying them in lawsuits would just would be nothing but upside for HBO. <laughs> so, Adder, so this uh, the city manager uh, refused to pull uh, the the permits and and gave them and was pressure was forced to resign. Unreal. Unreal. But then didn't uh, he win some lawsuit against the city for wrongful termination or yeah, there was a settlement, settlement and, and somebody, somebody leaked how much it was. It was like, uh, it was a lot. Where was it? I've got it here. So I've got like four articles open about the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, he actually, this was a, uh, this worked out great for him, which I'm so happy about. He, <laughs> he got like half a million dollars or something crazy like that. Yeah, I want to say anyway, six hundred fifty thousand, but yeah, that's that. Oh, six twenty five, six hundred twenty five thousand yeah. dollars uh, settlement. So great that that couldn't have worked out better for him. Uh, you and I watched the uh, the episode. It dropped last night. Yeah, uh, it um, you it know, was, I was unfamiliar was with the show. I had never, okay. I had never, I, I, I think I had seen a title card sort of whiz by mm. on the HBO <laughs> app, but I, I, uh-huh. I, I didn't know what it was. And, um, and I hadn't heard anything about it. Like I tend to just, I watch what's buzzy. I'm that person. Right. I don't, sure. I don't explore a lot on the apps, but, um, hadn't heard anything about it until now. And I watched it. Yeah. It's a cute show. And the thing that I really responded to is just having cameras pointed at the, the LGBTQ, LG, boy, I did this last week too. LGBTQIA plus community experience in mm. small town America. 
Yeah. That is huge. The visibility is huge. It's validating for people who are in another small community who feel 100%. alone. Um, it, it like it's people. It used to be that if you wanted to live out and and queer, you had to go to the coasts and a big city on the coasts. And that's that's yeah. just it. That's all you had going for you. And yeah. uh, except for a few minor examples scattered about the country, but um, and now people are staying put in large numbers in their small communities, and they're 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 out, they're visible. You know, it's kind and of inspiring. It's, it's really scary. inspiring. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned for them, but at the same time, yeah. um, I think it's great, and I think that the show serves a really a really good purpose. It's existence. I think is a really good thing. Um, well, I am not, I am not the target audience for this show. (laughs) It was not my cup of tea really, but I, I, I liked my hour and 15 minutes. That was a little long for me for an episode of TV, (laughs) especially one that I wasn't fully enjoying. Um, but the stories were sweet and the people were sweet and the drag Queens, I thought did a great job with like, connecting and trying to inspire um people to live big and well proud and, and and the creativity of the fashion is delightful <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know they, sure. they, it ends with a with the big drag show going forward and you know uh, these non-performers these people who are just community members trying to get by in their lives yeah uh they're not drag performers drag is hard i don't look yeah. people don't know these people, these performances are not easy. Right. And so, you know, it's not, they're not great performers, but there's something wonderful about the performance. Yeah. There's something just pure and sweet and good. And, and, you know. Well, they run them through some have, dance steps. Like they, they teach them oh, sure. some moves and they're up there and they're doing them. And well, yeah, they're not professional said, dancers, but. They got they got HBO money, so like these outfits are stunning. <laughs> they do some cool stuff with the uh, with with the clothes and whatever, yeah, and the makeup and the hair. But yeah, it, it is interesting. I this is so that's what we're up against. This is the culture war now. Apparently, this is this is our big culture war. Uh, I it's shocking to me that something as stupid as drag, which I, you know, I mean, admit I'm with you. It, it it doesn't speak to me very much. Yeah, it's not something that I uh, I you know I can see why people love it. Yeah, but it's not something that I'm that into. Yeah, but it is decidedly harmless. Yeah, and that's what you mean by stupid, right? You don't mean that it's yeah. you're not being dismissive of it. Um, no, no, I'm not. It yeah. like drag as a concept isn't stupid. Thinking that drag is dangerous is stupid. Like the mindset that like there's something awful happening yeah. because these these men or people, uh, you know, or not men are are putting on clothes that aren't meant for them. And they're 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 dancing around. They're parading around. Right. And, like, I every, mean, you, OK, yeah. you guys can just calm the fuck down right now. Yeah. I, I mean, OK, I don't want this to come off like the wrong way or anything, but like 
for me, like I look at drag. I think I've maybe I've even said something like this on the show before. I don't, it, it, there's, there's gender performance going on. That's the whole, that's the whole thing, right? Like that's the basis of, mm. of, of drag is you're performing. And there are actually other kinds of drag that aren't even like about gender, but the kind that everybody's yeah, up I in. I think it's moving past that yeah, a little bit now. The, the, the kind of, of drag that everybody's all upset about is this gender performance. But I look at it and I'm like, it's such this exaggerated version of gender, right? Which is an interesting oh, yeah. thing to do, right? That it's almost not even gender. I don't see much that's recognizably male or female in the drag right. queen or drag king performances, right? Yeah. Um, it's this ex- ex- super exaggerated thing that is entertaining it's meant to be entertaining it's meant to be fun um yeah and it's it's just a big crazy performance like you like and we're here does a really good job of this but like other movies or or movies i guess i should say that that have delved into this that i'm familiar with like priscilla queen of the desert and and right. uh tu wong fu um like those outfits are so over the top and just crazy. That's the fun, right? Yeah. Is how ridiculous it is from my perspective. Yeah. Right. What they're celebrating is going so big mm-hmm. on something that, uh, you know, that, that no one can have anything to say about it. it they are, they are, it's, you know, it, the go big or go home mentality writ as largely as possible yeah it's like operatic divas right like yeah it's just like it's just so huge um the the any emotion that's being expressed also you cannot miss <laughs> right? right like everything is just big and in your face i don't get what's objectionable like i know we've gone around and around on this but like I don't get it. Right. So, okay. So maybe there's a little, a little, you know, um, a little bit of breast or a little bit of, uh, a little bit of body. Let's just say that a little Mm. bit of, of human body on display. Like, okay. Right. Like even that isn't usually, it's not some shocking level or some degree that you wouldn't see a a beauty pageant that I'm sure you would be fine with your children watching, which is disgusting. and drag drag performers and drag venues are very clear about what is an all ages performance mm-hmm. and what is mm-hmm. a, an adults only performance mm-hmm. so it's not like anyone's getting exposed to anything they're very careful that's about that that's a great that point sort of thing. yeah that's actually really good to point out yeah so sometimes they will celebrate the sexual or the you know the body and the body right uh the b a w d y but but they're but they draw very strict lines about who sees what and they're very you know they want to protect the kids everybody every bit as much as everyone else does absolutely absolutely but here's one that i think is i i i i was a little bothered by the fact that the show starts and a tv ma uh rating comes on and so i'm Uh now thinking that this is going to be a show for mature audiences 
right? Right. Um, what what needed to be? What, what about it was mature audiences? I didn't hear any I'm language. Pretty sure, they just drop an f bomb every now and then. Do they? It's was there language? language? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the language. That's all it is. Oh, that's that's how far gone I am. I didn't even notice they were saying the fuck word. No. Why would you? <laughs> it's stupid. Who cares about language? I. I like honestly, the the F word should be TV fourteen at this point. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's a different discussion. But um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it was interesting. Interesting to watch, watch little uh, Saint George on display. Yeah. So. Yeah. It didn't come off well. Did not. Didn't. Didn't do great uh, as a city. <laughs> no. Oh God! They got as Alas. many many shots of the temple and Mormon churches in there as they possibly could, though, which was fun. But they did say it's funny because one of the producers did mention that uh, they had trouble finding people to be on camera to be hateful on camera. They found one dude <laughs> who said that you know that, and literally he said that drag represents something like that. You know what's going to be the end of our country or right. whatever. Right. But they had. Unlike other parts of the country, they had trouble finding people who were willing to uh, to go to to be hateful on camera. So, hmm. good job, Mormons. Your uh, your passive aggressive streak continues, <laughs> and uh, there you go. All right. Well, if you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation, please feel free to do so. Write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on that like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, uh, go to thankgodimatheist.com slash members-only. There's some options there. Yeah, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.